The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. Tonight, you guys, we are so lucky to be joined by Cutmaster Spaz, a father and well-known former DJ. Yeah, that's right. And also a grandpa. <laughs> We're going to get to that in Well, I'm going to start the show like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. And by the way, he's a grandpa. <laughs> okay. You know, you may have also known and, and heard of uh, Cutmaster Spaz um, because he was totally popular on that show on OC16 once upon a time. It was called This and That. It was yeah. so funny. Well, today, Derek Hulatao, which is his real name, <laughs> is a middle and high school teacher at Marinol. And he also is an author. He just released and published a book called Sped to Success. Yeah. <laughs> In it, he shares his personal experiences to inspire youth, educate parents, all to make a positive difference. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, I love Thank that. you for having me, ladies. Thanks, Baz. Yep, yep. Yes. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also tell all of our listeners out there that, you know, our paths actually crossed many, many years ago because um, I think it was at like an HPD um, DARE program or something, yeah. right? Schools. And they, I don't think they have that anymore, but it's where they go into schools and they build the self-esteem of like students, tell them, you know, how to handle situations if they're ever approached by somebody who wants to like, you know, let them like try drugs and just say no, that's part of the D.A.R.E. program. And I've always known Spaz as an advocate against bullying. So like, this is definitely his passion. I mean, you've stuck with this message for many, many years. And I got to say, it is so such a, just a blessing to see that you're still doing this many, many years later and in the form of your new book. So just like congrats and props to you all around. Thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a journey. This book took me 10 years to write. Um, as uh, Steph was saying, I would go to schools, um, any program I could jump on, um, volunteering, so I volunteering, get paid to do this. And I realized that one, I'm getting older. <laughs> and if you don't go to school, you know what I mean? Uh, and that I can help more youth get a wider audience if I wrote a book. Because then I don't have to be in their gym, their classroom. It's all, it's all in, in, in this book about how I approach different situations, how I got through different experiences. So that's the reason. But Ooh, it was a 10-year ride to do this because I had to make sure that um, 
I had, I mean, there's tons of stories. Everybody has a story, but I wanted to make sure I got ones that would have a life lesson and then putting it in chronological order from being nine to 19. So yeah, it was a lot. And then I had to have different eyes look at it. I had to be, um, you know, make sure there's no misspelling. <laughs> so <laughs> they had proofreaders. And so it's, it's just, the journey was amazing to have it be out and available is, is just amazing. I'm really blessed. Yeah, Thank you. That's so awesome. Um, you know, and it's as parents, we all know that it is just so important because kids, they're like sponges, right? And, you know, they don't know how to navigate through things and situations and bullying. I feel like it's always going to be there. It was there, you know, when we were younger and obviously you experienced it too, right, Spaz? I mean, that's yes. kind of why, why you have this passion. So like, I mean, take us back and what walk us through what happened when you were really young and experienced okay. it for the first time. Yeah. I'm glad to share my story. So um, I grew up on, in Kaneohe, I uh, went to Kapunahala, and we're a small community. And so up until I was nine years old, I was a normal kid, a little rambunctious, a little hyper, but is in every, you know, six, seven-year-old kid, a uh, boy. And so we would go walk to school together. When somebody had a birthday party, we'd go in the backyard or McDonald's, uh, sleepovers. I had friends. We used to ride bike, go to the park. Well, when I turned nine, I started falling behind in school. And at that time, they didn't have a special education budget. They had a budget for physically, mentally handicapped special needs. So what they, could, what they did is they got a classroom with two doors and they put a bookshelf across the, the, the classroom to separate it. And they had the special needs on one side and they had seven of us on a table on the other side. Um, so I instantly got a target on my back for being a mental kid or being special needs. And the thing about it was, I was the only one that lived in Kaneohe. They did have a budget for the buses, the short yellow buses. So other students would be busting from Kailu, Kahuku, Kahalu, um, and they would go home to their communities and nobody would be the wiser. They would play with their friends at, at their, you know, in their neighborhood. But my friends in my neighborhood went to my school. And so all of a sudden, I had no friends. And it was sad because it wasn't only the students, it was the parents making like my condition was contagious. Like, oh, don't hang around him. You're gonna, you're gonna turn dumb to end up in that class. So all of a sudden, I mean, we're talking about best friends that I had sleepovers with. I was in Cub Scouts, stopped talking to me. And they had to prove their allegiance. So they would pick on me, bully me. I wasn't allowed to walk on the same side of the street as them. Um, they would throw candy at me. And I know that's how, ooh, that sounds good. No, not, not when it's hard, <laughs> hard candy, you know what I mean? Jawbreakers. It's like marbles being thrown at you. And so it continued on. It continued on through middle school and high school. I never went to a prom, uh, never really dated or anything like that. So um, I had to go through a lot of things to overcome the, the daily bullying, the daily teasing, the put downs. Um, and that's what this book is about. And it, tell, it has 23 short stories that tells an instance or a situation that happened. And then the next page, I give a life lesson of how I dealt with it, how I pushed, pushed through to, you know, live another day. Mm. Oh, damn. That <laughs> is so, yeah. So nine, nine years old, you're so young to 19, mm -hmm. you're saying? Yeah. Like 10 years of this constant. Yes. Um, how, did you, 
like verbalize anything to your your parents or like did you seek help or was you, you just didn't know what to do you just had it was, on your own see um my mom was uh, really passive and my dad was you know uh, he was half Hawaiian half Filipino full-on local and he just wanted to rush he didn't want you know I'm, I was his baby boy I was his first born so when I told him about stuff he wanted to go down to the park and beat up all these kids mm -hmm. I was like you can't do that so I made yeah. it worse oh they're not teasing he's gonna call his dad so um I really couldn't tell my parents and because special education was so new, most of the teachers didn't know how to handle us. They didn't know how to deal. They wasn't trained. So some of the bullying came from my teachers. You know what I mean? Oh, Tell them, you're not going to amount to nothing. You keep acting like this, you're not going to amount to nothing. Wow. I'm acting like I can't control it. I'm ADHD. They didn't know it at the time. I didn't start taking uh, pills and getting help until I was well into high school. So imagine I'm hyperactive, found out I had attention hyper, hyperactive disorder. So I can't control it. They think I'm being a troublemaker. So the way they punish me, they would punish me and do stuff like one teacher made me because they they said, oh, you, you're quick to talk and slow to listen. So you think you're God. So stand on this wow. table. You know, like they have a dunce cap. I had to stand on the table so everybody look at me. And oh but this God. is the thing you backfired. I love attention, so I was like, "Let's go!" <laughs> it became a stand show. Oh man! <laughs> and he got more mad, but they didn't know. I don't. I don't hold them like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, I. I. It was a lesson. Every time I had a loss, it wasn't a loss to me. It was a lesson. I always focus on the lesson, not the hurt, because if I focus on the hurt, I'm going to go down this black dark hole that I may not be able to dig myself out of. And it's unfortunate that our youth are still going through this. This is 40 plus years ago. I would do schools, especially when I do classrooms, students would come to me after and tell me I'm going to that. And I would be shattered because I was like, how can this still be happening? We have all these programs. And so that's why I, I, I do this. And that's why I, I came up with this book. Every middle schooler should have this book. They, I mean, I not because I'm trying to sell books. It's not my thing. I'm not, believe me, I'm not making money on this. I am trying to just save a life of a, of a middle school child or a teenager, because if one book can make a difference in a child's life or a middle school or teenager's life, then that's priceless to me. That's what this, this is for. Um, and that's the reason I came. I'm not like, oh my God, I'm gonna make money writing books. I don't even like reading and writing, but I knew this was a <laughs> must. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. Thank you, yeah. Oh, it's all quiet. The rumors got quiet. <laughs> oh, I cannot believe that's why that's it's still going down like that. It sounds very hard. Kids. It is. It is. And it would take me when I would, especially when I do, I, I especially got, yeah, I got a special place for special ed. So I would do special ed classes like one-on-one -on -one with the fifth and sixth graders or whatever. And it would take me two to three days to recover because um, they're crying. They're hearing my story and they're, and I'm, I can see that it's happening to them. And so I would pull them on the side and I'll talk to them and try to give them advice and encouragement and stuff that helped me, but it would wreck me, man. It would, it would destroy me. Even just talking about now just breaks my heart that this is going on, still going on. So yeah, this bed to success is, of course, the play on words, special ed to success. And it's to just help our youth to, to make a difference, be, be that change for them. And hopefully they can find a story that they relate to and see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel when I know they probably feel darkness because that's what I felt for 10 years. 
And for our listeners out there, and I know I already kind of said this in the introduction, but the book's title to me, it kind of is a reflection of, you know, Spaz's life because I mean, not to like toot your horn and all that stuff, but then it's, it's amazing how you just described to us everything that you went through and it, you know, I don't even understand how you came up with that attitude, you know, to not focus on the dark because so many people would focus on the dark, but then the fact that you went through 10 years of this and then you found a way to turn it around and then had this really, really successful career path and even um, personal growth too, I think that you experienced too. And like the way that you use your experiences to make you a better person, like how the heck did that happen? How did you learn that? Then you, did you learn that from somebody who actually stepped in finally to help you or? No, no. And that's the thing that I I tell a lot of youth that I talk to, you first got to realize nobody's coming. It's you. You're, 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 you are your biggest cheerleader. You got to believe in yourself because Nobody could believe in you or start to believe in you unless you don't believe yourself. You got to believe. And that's where it came from. It was just, and there's a chapter in the book uh, about this. I was going down a dark hole. It was a, it was a bad day. I got yelled at from my teacher. I got scoldings and grounded from my parents. A bunch of boys were like throwing mud balls at me. I just felt beaten. And I just was like, I don't know. I mean, I had, I had a thought and, and thank God from, that time I never had the thought again, but I thought about ending it. Cause I was like at 10 years old, like mm. if I wasn't here, it would be a better place for all these people because I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have people yelling at me. I wouldn't be a letdown. I wouldn't be a, a disappointment. Um, and I was standing there trying to figure out how to do this. And um, a voice came over. Um, I believe it's God. And he said, you're destined for greatness. And it was like, it was, I, I could hear it clear as a bell, you're destined for greatness. And basically in that few words, he basically was saying, your life is laid out. You are valued. You're valued by people you don't even know yet. You're going to change lives. And I was 10 years old, but this came over me and I was like, this is, this doesn't end here. Yeah, I go on and I, and I be a better person. And so not everybody's going to get a voice that tells them their inner voice or God or the universe is not. But I urge young men and women, teens, preteens, to find their passion. That's the thing that saved me. Finding your, find what you love to do. If you like to draw, you like to swim, you like to play sports, find that passion and follow it. Find and follow your passion because once you have a target, a goal, a plan, a dream, then no, no noise can shut you down. No boundaries can stop you. No roadblocks, no, no walls you break through because you, you see where you got to go. So that's my, I, my urge to all the youth that I come in contact. Find and follow your passion. Find something you love and go for it. No matter how silly it may sound, if you like making dolls, make dolls. If you like making sock puppets, do that. A lot of people think that success is how much money you have, how much cars you have, how much big house you have. Success is doing something you love. If you find something you love, no matter how much you get paid, you found success because you live your life every day doing something you love. I always tell them, uh, the youth this, you know, if you love your job, you never have to work a day in your life. If you love your job, you don't have to work a day in your life. It's not work. It's something you love. And that's success. 
So that's what I've been pushing for years. And it talks about that in his book is find and follow your passion and find what makes you happy and do that. Because once you start focusing on the hurt and the people and waiting for somebody to save you, you know, it may not happen. You got to be first start with yourself and then move from there. And then you start becoming a light and then you attract light. And don't get me wrong. I did have eventually, and it talks about them and it talks about teachers that came to help me that, that found, and I, I'm grateful. And that's why I decided to become a teacher because I, the most powerful people in my life that influenced me was teachers, two, two teachers, three actually, that really, you know, made a difference. My sixth grade teacher, Ms. Watase, now she's Mrs. Akito. I've been trying to look for her. I don't even know where she is, but I want to thank her because she believed in me at 11 when nobody did. She said, I see you for what you're going to be, not for what you are now. So don't let what people say about you now, think about you now, be the outcome. You be your own outcome. And so that words of encouragement and, you know, and believing in me, because I didn't, I had low self-esteem, low confidence. I didn't believe myself. And that's where the understanding that you got to believe in yourself. And then, like I said, um, in high school, in my sophomore year, I had uh, Greg McCall. And in fact, his, all his sister and mom and auntie are all teachers. I don't know if they're still there at Castle, but he found out that I was dyslexic. They didn't find out until I was 15 that I was dyslexic. So at 15, I was reading at a, a sixth grade level a sophomore high school reading at a sixth grade level. 11 year olds could read better than me because they didn't know. And when you don't know the problem, you can't fix it. So he found out I was dyslexic, he tested me. And within a year, I was able to get to my grade. By my junior year, I was reading and I eventually was able to go to college. Wow. I didn't think of going to college. And then in my junior year, I got to go to, uh, I got to, cause I was in special ed and it is contained me. <laughs> you had like the same, couple teachers all day but I got to go into electives in my junior year and somebody told me you should I think it was a great call he said he said do you ever consider being in drama I was like drama he's like yeah you'd be perfect for it you're outgoing you're you're bubbly and you're excitable so um I was fortunate to uh, have Mr. Bright as my teacher he's my drama teacher yeah I'm a bright kid yeah yes (laughs) Awesome. So he encouraged me to not be afraid. And when you do something in life, do it 100%. Whether you're washing dishes, cleaning the bathroom, whatever you do, your schoolwork, give it 100% because you are important. You may not think you're, you're important, but every piece of a team, a party, a family is important. So uh, I would say, because I, 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 I'm so excitable and... <laughs> I, I give it 110. I'm the 10% difference because I go all in um, and then some. So yeah, those three teachers really influenced me. And when I, you know, I was getting up there and I'm not touring anymore as a as Cutmaster Spaz, I wanted to pick a career that I could really help the youth in, you know, and it's been an amazing three years so far. Well, your passion definitely, yeah. yeah, I mean, it it just exuberates from you. And I'm so happy for these kids who you get to help because you carry this energy and this experience that no doubt it's going to change many lives. Mm -hmm. So thank you because there's so many teens, preteens, they don't know what they're doing. There's a lot going on, a lot of pressure. 
Um, and you're a good, you're a great resource and your passion is just so, so, so very, 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 very good. Thank you. You know, it's it's funny because, um, I, I, I was sitting with one of my clients that I was going to do an event for and I guess she's a prophet in a church. I don't know. I don't, you know what I mean? And she told me this and I was tripping out because she said, and she said, you're going to affect the youth, many thousands and not in the way you think. Cause I, I was going to, I mean, I've probably seen over almost a hundred thousand. I've done gyms full of 1500 kids, you know, every other day of the week. I did that for years. And she said, no, it's not what you think. And then a year later, <laughs> I became like, I got offered to become a teacher. I was just, it was blew me away. And that's what I've been, I've been doing. And I take it very seriously. I take it, I take being a teacher because more importantly than being a teacher and instructing them on creative media, I'm a mentor. I'm helping them go through life, getting ready for life, getting ready and setting them up for success. So I take that as a huge responsibility. I mean, I go over, I contact each parent. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mr. Bulatow. If you have any questions, you know, let me know. Uh, and I have like, you know, first year at 120 students. <laughs> so it's 120 parents I had to contact. So, but it, yeah, it's, it's, it's been an amazing journey. I never thought I'd become a teacher, but I guess it fits me now. Spaz, I just, all of this is so inspiring. I'm trying to like take it all in. Um, was there ever, I'm curious, was there ever a time or at what point between nine and 19 or even after that, did you start to, cause there might've been some, you know, like shame or whatever it happens to be. And when did you start to realize that? Like, cause everyone's story matters, right? Right. And when did you realize like, I need to share this. This is, this is part of the reason why I think God or the universe spoke to you, right? That's the bigger calling is, is to share and, and affect all these, all these kids. Like when, was there a point in which you can look back and go, oh, that's when it I would say 19. I would say when I was 19, because that's when I officially became successful and, and as Cutmaster Spaz. Mm. Um, in my junior year, uh, actually my first beginning of senior year, my mom sat me down and said, um, I know you enjoy DJing. It's a great hobby, but what are you going to do when you graduate? And I said, mom, I'm going to DJ. I told you this. She was, no, I mean, hi, you got You eventually want to have a family, a house, car, but you know, I don't think DJing's going to supply you with that, but I believed in myself. So I had to, um, at 16, because um, late born, uh, I had to come up with a plan. So I told her, I tell you what, can you give me three years or two, at least I'm 21 uh, to let me stay here after I graduate, uh, I'll go to college and I will contribute to the household, but let me pursue my DJ, like get off my back, mom, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I made a promise to her and I made a promise to myself. So within two years, I was making more money than my mom and dad put together as a DJ. And that was 19. And that's when I knew I had made it. I was like, I actually can survive. And, you know, my mom is now my, one of my biggest supporters and cheerleaders. And she goes, you know, I got to give you props. You did it in a respectful way. You had a plan. And that's what I always tell everybody. Dream big, dream huge, but put a plan in place. Have goals because a dream without a plan is just a dream. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I had, along the way, I had dreams. I, had, I dreamt, dreamt I was going to be 
uh, in a show, I have a radio show, a TV show, be in a movie. Yeah, I did all that. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's like dream big, but just have plans. Um, and every time I, every time I, like, I did, you know, the book Sped to Success, um, I'm thinking about my next thing. I mean, what my, what's my next big goal? I never stop dreaming. I never stop making new goals for myself. So there's something big coming next after this. I know that. <laughs> awesome. And I don't doubt that as well. I have a question for yes. all the listeners who are parents and we are parents as well, as well as yourself. Um, you know, one of my, um, I don't know if it's Nolian books, but one of my biggest, not, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a biggest fear, but I think it's a legitimate fear is, you know, having a child be bullied so much so that he really starts to lose himself and, and confidence and maybe go down that dark path. But one of my, one of my biggest fears is them not telling me about it and me not knowing about it. And with that, what, advice do you have for parents listening who share that same concern? Because in the news, you know, we report on tragedies. And mm. one of the main things is the parents say we never knew, you know, they always look like this, they always seem like this. Mm. How do you prevent that? And like, parents, how can you, you know, what do they need to know? What should they look out for? A lot of times, and the first thing is let your child know you love them I don't know if I tell my I tell my son and my daughters I love them every day and I remember when I my first child she was my this why I don't have hair anymore this is my first child <laughs> she drove me crazy and I went to a counselor and she said when is the last time you told her you love her and I couldn't answer that and it starts there letting them know they're loved by you and saying the words I love you son I love you you know, I, I, like building that bond and security, knowing that they're safe with you. And then as a parent looking for signs, you know, be, you know, involved in a child. We're so, I mean, we, we, as parents, we're trying to provide for them and we're trying to give them everything we didn't have and make sure they're taken care of. And something along the way we get lost and forget that we're doing this, but we also got to be there. You know I mean? I'm, of course we need to, food and the house and the clothes but also they want your love and they want your time and so you know be more, I guess more involved whenever you can and hey let's go do a puzzle hey let's go eat shave ice talk story try to get that bond it's so hard I mean this day and age because they're all into their phone they're all they like what we're gonna do a real puzzle not on my phone you know so <laughs> it's get involved with them and not be their friend because you're their parent, but be a friend to them. And that's the best advice I can start with telling them you love them and you believe in them because they don't believe in themselves. So it has to come from somewhere. I was blessed that it came from a teacher and, and within I started to believe in myself, but some never get there. So yeah, start there. That, that would be a good start. I'm not a counselor, you know, I'm not a certified counselor, but this is what helped me. This is speaking from my, you know, years of experience as a dad is it started with telling my daughter I loved her. And I, I didn't I realize I didn't say it for weeks, <laughs> probably even months. And when I started doing that, I mean, I, she looked at me like I said something that was ridiculous. Like she looked at me like, are you for real? But it, I started to say it and then leaving post-it notes in her lunchbox and, you know, and just doing, letting her know she's, spe she's special. My daughters, 
ever since they went to school, every Valentine's, I would bring them a rose and a balloon. Every, until they turned 18, until they graduated from high school, from elementary school to middle school. I did that to let them know, this is how a man should treat you. This is how a man in your life should show that he remembers your birthday, he remembers your, your Valentine's. Not that I think I live materialistically, that the man has to buy him something. I'm not saying that, I'm saying that you're appreciated and you're, you know, you're loved. And so that's some of the many things. Birthdays are all also special to me because I believe that was the day that you were put on this earth to do amazing things. It's not Christmas, not Easter, it's your day. So I always celebrate birthdays with all my students, uh, with my kids and anybody I, I come in contact with. I make it a big deal. <laughs> you know what, you should be a counselor. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that could be your side <laughs> also, job. Also, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah, that, that point it's, of your uh, birthdays. Yeah, that's great. Hmm. Yeah, um, it's hard because then I would have to go back to school too, especially dealing with youth. You got to get a special, mm. you know, um, degree for uh, childhood psychology. Ironically, my my second daughter, she just graduated with her bachelor's in psychology, and she's planning she, she's planning to be uh, a youth counselor. She's going to get a degree and further and and help youth because she you know she sees what a lot of kids are going through so she wants to make a difference and i applaud her yeah oh yes and you've been <laughs> such a great source of energy and inspiration and we always like to end our podcast with an inspirational quote do you have one that you can share with all of us absolutely <laughs> absolutely um my main thing that i, I tell everybody besides following find and follow your passion is conceive, believe, and achieve. Conceive your dream of what you want to be or do as you move forward. Believe in yourself because nobody can believe in you until you believe in yourself first. And then achieve, just go for it. Don't stop, put a plan in place and just go for it and keep on going. And when you achieve that goal or dream, make a new one. So con conceive, believe, and achieve. That's my quote. Oh, Love that so, so good. good chicken skin kind of mm. spaz man thank you for being with us tonight it's such a great honor to meet you and your energy it's so good to feel that and you know any listeners out there who know mrs akito mr mccall or mr bright hey get in touch with with spaz um, you guys can do great things because you helped him and you guys can help a lot more people with your inspirational um just just the personalities you are so thank you spaz for thank for you being here Th i appreciate it thank you for having me it's really an honor yeah and, and truly it's an honor to meet you in person spaz i've listened to you i've seen you mm -hmm. and i'm like wow you get to like talk to you live <laughs> yeah. but you know just hearing your story on top of it is just this uh deeper appreciation for who you are and um thank god you're with us and that you're shining your light and making a difference um that's like so, like, the most important work right for to, to affect the next generation in a positive way because those are future leaders right um yes how can how can people find your book uh it's on amazon it's called sped to success s-p-e-d like special ed sped to success and you can search either Cutmaster spaz dairy bulletin or just sped to success and the book will come up and it says author uh Derek cutmaster spaz bulletin um one funny quick one for years, because this is 10 years in the making, I was trying to figure out how to illustrate this chalk, watercolor drawings, and then I taught photography. When I started this journey, my son was uh, like 
he was seven. He's now 17 and he's a photographer. So he took the pictures for my book. Aww. So it was an amazing journey to be, to do this and finish this project with my son. Like I said, he was seven when we started this and now he's 17. He's making his own path. He's creating his own life lessons, but it was just an awesome time and uh, memories I always remember uh, doing this book. So yeah, so that's how they can get it. Amazon. What a full Amazon. circle, and that's all full circle, right? To be yeah. able to finish it off with your son. Wow. Maybe that's meant to have taken 10 years, but yay, so good. Yeah, yeah. Amazon. All right, Spread guys, go get that book, Spread to Success, S-P-E-D to Success, buy, and you will look for the author, Cutmaster Spaz, or Derek Cutmaster Spaz Bulatel. Yep, 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 look for it. <laughs> and um, he's truly, truly a treasure to our community because You've been blessing us for years and you're still sounding that positive message. And that is seriously amazing. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for blessing us with your positivity and inspiring us and keeping an eye out for our youth because they really do matter. You know what I mean? So we love having you here with us. <laughs> Thanks Thank so you. much, Spaz. Take care and blessings to you on your new big project. We're going to be looking out for that too. You're going to have to tell us what that is when you're ready to. Okay. But until then, thanks so much for joining us. And thank you to all of our listeners. We'll see you guys next week for another edition of Mothership. Aloha, everybody. Aloha, Aloha. 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 Aloha.